This is the most fantastic story I've ever heard. And every word of it's true, too. That's the fantastic part of it. Didn't you really feel so bad because killing him felt so good? And why shouldn't it feel good? You must feel good to God. He does it all the time. Bring some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Is that uh, absolutely necessary? Yes. What did he say? He's, he's afraid it is. Ah, oh, fine. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. You see? You see? Your stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. Kill your brother. You'll feel better. White lines in the middle of the road. It's the worst place to drive. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Cult of Classics. Today we're going to have a little more of a casual, laid-back episode because we have just finished watching Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah. The original So Bad It's Good. Yeah. It started the trend. Um, it was directed by Ed Edward D. Wood Jr., or Ed Wood, mm-hmm. who was a triple threat. <laughs> he was a uh, writer, director, and producer. Um as you'll see, if you watch the movie from the uh, title card, he's got them all on one big, yeah. big title at the beginning of the movie. It's just like written, directed, and produced by Ed Wood. Well, he idolized Orson Welles, so even under the yeah. strong advice of everyone around him to pick one thing to be bad at <laughs> and to maybe improve on, he wanted it to be horrific at three things. <laughs> um, so, and I almost got a little more interested in the person after I watched the movie than the movie because I'd never seen uh, lines so venomous written about somebody when I started looking into his life just yeah. about how he was, you know, it just, it just, there are things, passages like, you know, uh, Hollywood attracts thousands of hacks every year with no <laughs> talent um, that have no business um, being in the making films. This guy is kind of like the patron saint of hacks. I mean, he yeah. is just talentless, all the way down to his fingertips. Everybody, in, like, just world-renowned for being garbage. Just trash. Yeah. Just and like, everything he did. And ever, nobody who writes about him. I mean, like, now, yeah, people who write about him, uh, who, who at least enjoy his work, enjoy the charm of the movie but they don't extol his virtues but no they don't they don't he doesn't get any fucking cred like he doesn't get he gets no love (laughs) you gets no love looking boy ed wood is just widely panned and just everybody just understands like yes he's garbage some of the garbage he made is funny but (laughs) it's funny because it's garbage and not because he wanted it to be funny which this movie is garbage but it it does have a a certain amount of charm to it In, in fact i can say this movie is garbage because at one point I think the Golden Turkey Awards rated this the worst film of all time. <laughs> the Golden Turkeys. But the, I, I think the that title now be, belongs to Manos, Hands of Fate. Um, but no, for, for, for a while, this one held the title. We'll have to watch that one. Probably not talk about it on the show. <laughs> yeah, but uh, just watch it for fun. So the, the plot of Plan 9 from Outer Space goes as follows. <laughs> Aliens... Um, are known to earthlings in their government, but they've been refused. They're not being acknowledged by humanity. So yeah, by the, the government, the film opens on Bella Lugosi, uh, standing yeah. over the funeral 
Well, really, it opens on the narrator. Oh, sorry, the narrator. Yeah, the narrator who was putting on, like, they, they cast this guy, and he had a show <laughs> at the time, so they, they Ed Wood kind of just had him be the host of a show. Yeah. That was kind of his character. And he and the narrator tells us that he's going to tell us about the future, or we're here to learn about the future, And but this is something that happened in the past. Let's recount the hideous details of that moment. So... Mm-hmm. Then we open on Bela Lugosi, you know, the classic uh, Dracula. Dracula. And Bela Lugosi is standing over the grave of his deceased wife. Um, played by Vampira. Played by Vampira, the, the character of Vampira. The actress is... Uh, da, 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 da. She's credited as Vampira. Yeah, but that's not her name. That's yeah. just a, a character she put on. But whatever. I can't seem to find it right here, but... Tor Johnson, I found. Myla Nurmi. Myla Nurmi. Nurmi. <laughs> anyway, um, they're at the grave, uh, and then basically aliens bring her back to life, and the plan is to bring people back to life to cause <laughs> panic and death in the human race to force them to acknowledge aliens' existence, because like I said, the government knows aliens exist. The government is keeping it a secret from humanity. Yeah. The aliens have a message uh, of... Of we better impending, than you. Well, we better than you <laughs> yeah. is the crucial message, because that's what they lead everything off with. Uh, but the, the secondary, more important message probably is that <laughs> the discovery of solarite or solarite yeah. will cause a chain reaction that will blow up the universe. Yeah. Which is essentially using, it's blowing up light rays. Sun rays. They Sun say rays. that very, many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think the physicist in 1959 had a little more knowledge than that. But this, this guy, Ed Wood, I don't think did a lot of research. I think he, he wrote knew. this in like a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> well, it really, that you can tell. Because the plot, we, we get the plot, sort of. But also, this movie makes no sense. I mean, it's just a... a a bunch of skits kind of like hastily yeah. sewn together and it, it culminates in the most hilarious, like big reveal of all time. Like the big, the final monologue of this movie where they, the aliens finally meet some humans and they explain their plan. They're just oh yeah, like, yeah. 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 You ain't shit. You're dumb as fuck. <laughs> first of all, first of all, <laughs> we have the best to ever do it. Yes. And y'all can eat shit because yes. you're dummies, but also you have very advanced weapons, but also that, we go and explain about that, but mostly we're real mad that y'all ain't acknowledging us. <laughs> and it's like, how come your government isn't telling everybody that we're here and that we're better than you? Yes, we've been telling you we're better than you. I've been saying it's like the most tense. Like, they're supposed to be this advanced race, but they are the most tactless, <laughs> like nice guy edgelords in the, in the fucking universe. They're like, we're so much better than you. I don't know why you wouldn't fucking, you don't want to give me none because I'm just the best. I'm so nice to you. <laughs> I, think I held I've the earned, door for I you. I think I've earned it. I think I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved that because that message repeated throughout. Right? They had the the they get a tape at one point. The a general decides to break rank and like talk to a colonel. Yeah, who, who had seen, seen the aliens and in a great scene where they play real stock war footage. And I saw it. I immediately I was like, oh, that's actual footage. Yeah, of rockets like there's there's stock war footage. Yeah, yeah. You of, the 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 quality of the film is vastly different. Yeah, and then you know, cut to a bunch of like 
sparklers over like a, yeah. a little model, like yeah, with a, model a string yeah. attached to it. But with that's a, a flyer saucer. Is that a model yeah. with a string attached it's, to it's it? It's a toy. Yeah. It's a little toy. Um, and it's just like jiggling <laughs> with some little sparks and that's them firing their, their advanced weaponry. Yeah. But yeah, we get a message where the aliens like lead off and be like, listen, you all are idiots <laughs> in that kind of voice. Like you dumb dumbs. Listen here. You're all a gang of dummies and dullards. <laughs> And we are much smarter than you, so you should listen to us because we know what's best for you. Stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> Attention, dumbass bitches. We are here to help you from being so fucking dumb. Why have you not listened to us, dumb dumb? Now go among yourselves and spread the word of how much better than you we are. And remember, you are very dumb. But this is our last time. Trying to talk to you. <laughs> and also, you're in grave danger. We probably should have mentioned that up top. We are going to destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at the, at the beginning of the movie, there's Bela Lugosi and his wife, mourning his wife, who is Vampira, who raises, who's who's risen from the dead. And she kills the two um, grave grave robbers, or grave diggers. Yes, yes. And it, it's great in this movie, the, the light to nighttime it just transfers <laughs> in different cuts like it just it goes from one part of the scene it's clearly day clearly day yeah. he didn't know how to shoot for night he didn't shoot no. for day for night he just shot i mean it was a little it was kind of at dusk but they didn't lower the the exposure well there's one instance and i, I think you you told me this actually that bill Lugosi had died yeah before this movie went into production yes. but ed wood had footage of him yeah because he'd been filming him ostensibly to do some sort of Dracula type movie, mm -hmm. just because in in one of like the five shots that he has of Bela Lugosi, which are used over and over and over throughout over the over, film, yeah. he is always holding his. He wears a cowl even the, before no, he the, dies. Every shot of the cowl is a different actor. Oh, okay. who is significantly taller than Bela yeah. Lugosi? If you notice that, it's like he is a foot taller yeah. <laughs> i'm serious like he is a much taller man but even when belagosi is he, uh, most of his scenes that exist are actually during the daytime yeah you see belagosi's face like yeah. you see him standing over his tomb when he the, or the grave and when he leaves wife. his house in the beginning of the movie but he is also wearing like a vampire cowl like he does have one yeah he's dressed like a vampire but yeah then the re i guess that makes sense for the rest of the movie the the belagosi stand-in is Always like, has to cover his face. Covers his face as if he's a vampire, even though he is a space zombie. And Vampira is also playing a space zombie. She just happens to look exactly like well, a vampire. Well, Vampira brought to you by the letter V. Yeah. <laughs> because she has the most like like Captain America perfect V shape from yeah, her corset. Because she's corseted <laughs> so hard that her waist is like non-existent. I don't think she can breathe. I feel like she was permanently affected. Yeah. Like it seemed, it really kind of grossed me out. I felt bad for her. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, as I started watching this movie, I didn't realize how bad it was going to be, but immediately I started thinking about like the grave diggers. Yeah. Who it turns out were both um, producers of the film. Oh, okay. And they belong to a ministry. This film was produced by a ministry, like by, <laughs> by a Christian a ministry group, which is why at the end, when the alien starts talking about God, yeah, yeah, it yeah. seems so <laughs> fucking yeah. odd, right? It's that the alien. In, yeah. yeah. The alien's like, and. And God as well. And he's and like, you, you think that we would not have thought of God? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we are the most advanced species on uh, in the universe. Would we, how would we not have thought of God? Look upon my purple tights. Yeah, their outfits are fire. Their outfits are fire. Their outfits are dope as fuck. They're wearing these like, like sheeny purple mm -hmm. like tunics yeah. over like adventure tights and boots. Which are, is really cool. To this day, I would rock it. Yeah. Because it just covers the the junk, but it's yeah. like it's kind of dope. 
And it's and it, like it's Billy. loose where you want it to be loose, yeah. and it's tight where you want it to be tight. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? It lifts and supports. That's and what I separates. like about it. But I was thinking, hmm, like this is how my my little hamster brain mind went. I just <laughs> saw the 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 two grave diggers. I was like, huh, grave diggers, huh? I guess that was a profession back in the day. Yeah. I wonder what these two get up to. They have like little hijinks. Like, what is the life of a grave digger? I bet they're simple, honest folk. And in, in fiction, historically, grave diggers are are big drinkers. Like, there's always a scene yeah. where people who are digging graves together are like sharing a, a, a small bottle of, of liquor. It makes sense if you if you're dealing with the macabre on a daily basis that you yeah. want to like disassociate. Yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah, because your job is literally to deal with death and grief. Though my favorite thing about the grave diggers is when um, there is like a surge of, of lightning from one of the UFOs coming down after they've been killed. Like the police show up mm -hmm. and the, the grave diggers have been killed. They're taking their bodies out on a stretcher when there's something that shocks the police officers and they just huck the grave yeah, yeah, yeah. out of the stretcher before they go and fall to the ground. Yeah. They're just like, Oh my God, get the shit out of here. And then it's like, now I fall to the ground. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. That was the first instance where I was just kind of like, okay, so this is, in, this is its own kind of bad. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, when I the first five minutes of this movie, I feel bad saying this to all my 1950s film heads out there, but it's yeah. been so long since I've watched a film that old. I kind of was like, oh, the, the compositions were bad. The lighting was bad. I was like, did, did they just like not know how to do anything and then and then you know after you know about 10 15 minutes i'm like no 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 this is just trash this is just trash this is just trash no 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 they knew how to they knew how to make a movie better than this and this is like above board trash. this is above board trash apparently this film was met with zero reception and just forgotten in, yeah. in history until some you know some people like us <laughs> dug it, it up and like, started yeah, you fucking suck <laughs> like we trash. love you come on and dance for me monkey <laughs> you're yeah. trash i like it do it more show me how fucking bad you are <laughs> like we are the aliens yeah like, we're so much better than you show me how dumb you are you dumb piece of shit <laughs> also you're in danger yeah danger <laughs> danger <laughs> but yeah so there's a uh, another. There's a, a big part of the plot is uh, Jeff Trent and Paula Trent. This couple, who have the the husband is a pilot and a former Dude, marine. He has got a chin like yeah. you would not fucking believe. He's like a movie star. No, guy. yeah, yeah. He actually had. I was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. He was like tall and handsome. He was like one of the better actors in the film. This is actually the guy that plays a six million dollar man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Gregory Walcott. Gotcha. Yep. Mm -hmm. But he um. Yeah, he he does he does well, but the, the his introduction scene, he's flying uh he's flying his plane back into his hometown of uh is it San Diego or are they in the San Fernando Valley? Where are they? They're in some place in California. Uh yeah. I it's mean, not important. Mm -hmm. But he and his and his co pilot are in the in their plane, which is it's the most hilarious set oh, it's pretty of bad a, man a, they're just sitting with like little tiny lecterns in front of them you like, can't even see what they're doing yeah, with their hands there's no controls they just have like a like a four by four in fr painted in front of the in front of their hands and they're like fiddling with fiddling stuff. behind it and then at one point they take a the co-pilot takes a call on like a rotary phone yeah it's just like i'm pretty sure they had radio in 1959 yeah but he just pulls up like he's got it on the ground just pulls up like a wall mounted yeah. rotary phone <laughs> and it was with like the 1920s like separate headpiece and mouthpiece I was just like how do you think 
planes were. It's <laughs> like, it's like, okay, well, we're coming in. Better check on the landing. So you uh, contact the tower. And he's like, well, ring a ding ding. Here I go. <laughs> uh, excuse me, tower. Hey, I told you not to call me on the fucking rotary. <laughs> this is a hotline. All right. It's just there's there's so much to talk about, but yeah, he gets it. He's they see an uh, a they see a saucer and it, it blasts them with a zap ray. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we got blasted. <laughs> they have to they have to land, and then we we don't get to see what happens. But later, when he's interacting with his wife, who is just really gets the raw end of the deal in this movie, she yeah. gets chased all around by all, every old Paula Trent, all every little bit of horror in the most discombobulating, disconnected, continuity written, error ridden chase scene i've ever seen in my fucking life <laughs> but he's he you know he he explains her he's like i'm all torn up and i'm all mixed up no, i'm all mixed up they, they told me that i can't talk about these aliens well the military brass came and they sworn us to secrecy yeah he's like well i don't i, I, I can't do anything about it yeah. i've been sworn in by the brass yeah <laughs> and he just repeats himself which is yeah. a big part of the dialogue in this movie is that you just find them saying things that are unnecessary and repeating that the necessary stuff over and over and over again. The amount of like overt, unnecessary, and repeated exposition in this movie yeah. is crazy. Well, you get to have this amount of exposition spoken aloud mm -hmm. and including a narrator, and to still have your movie not make any fucking sense <laughs> is really, honestly, kind of impressive. I love the narrator. Yeah, the narrator is sassy stunts. as He's fuck. Stunts. He just like sees people. He's like, and some people just can't believe where eyes. Like, he, well, he stunts on like a drunk. Yeah, he's like, even he. He's like, <laughs> like he, they, he. I can't remember what he says, but he he stunts on the drunk a little yeah. bit. He's like, even an old drunk, haphazard, not shit. Kind of fat old guy can't see in front of him. Well, the the thing that really is wild about this, right, is but like you could see that the aliens were on fuckery. <laughs> was that they, the aliens say that humans haven't acknowledged their existence? Yeah, that they, they, they haven't talked to them, but they're also hiding from them. So they have to make <laughs> this. They plan. Yeah. To raise the dead. Yeah, it's plan nine. Plan nine. And, and and the dead are raised in different forms. We haven't really talked about this. So the we get the three dead. We get Bela Lugosi, mm -hmm. vampire. Yes. We get Vampira, vampire, vampire ghoul, kind of. Yes, with the very long fingernails. fingernails. And and all the, the deaths are, are off screen. Mm -hmm. And then we get um, big man, Tor Johnson, who's Inspector Clay. Clay. He's a straight zombie. Yeah, yeah, he I really mean, doesn't have any kind of vampire. But he's not a vampire. Body. No, yeah. he's a zombie. He's a space zombie. And they're all raised by an electrode ray. Yes. Which they can kind of control and they kind of can't. Yeah. Sometimes and their equipment's very faulty. Sometimes. Very faulty, and there's no visual cue for it. There's not even a sound cue. There's a little bit of a sound. There's a... There's a, a small uh, buzzing, like buzz but sound. it's very, very low. Yeah. Like, it's it was hard to hear. And I turned it up because at first I thought it was just... Like an an audio gaff. Like yeah. I thought it, I thought it was just like oh, there's just like some sort of crackly sound, and then I was like oh no, yeah, it's her pointing the electro ray, and it just goes like, yeah, it's a tiny little noise, not nearly enough to indicate an an, an electric ray that brings the dead back to life, and which you control them with. Yeah, but so anyway, so the, this plan is going on at this small town in the cemetery. The dead have been raised; they are killing people. Yeah. when they come to discover it, yeah. several people die. Yeah. The police just kind of give up. 
Yeah. I mean, everybody just kind of is like, yeah, there's that fuckery going around at the cemetery. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, four people are dead. Well, Inspector Clay shows up to investigate it yeah. after Bella Lugosi is turned into a... a I'm a big boy, Johnny. Yeah. Well, except he's like, I'm a big boy, Johnny. I like him. He's, I like his voice, too. He's he just like, shows up and he's just like, oh, what you got going on? He's like Swedish My name is Shave. I ain't tired. Clay going to take a look. He's not from Louisiana. He sounds kind of like hey, he's from Louisiana. Clay going to I'm a big boy now, Sheriff. <laughs> like he, but he's he gets killed off screen. Yeah, he gets raised. There's like four other cops. Gravediggers got killed. They didn't get raised. They no. just got killed. They got hooked. I think. I think maybe another cop got killed. Yeah, and I think that's about it for right no, there. Yeah, I think it's really just like the three main deaths and then the two gravediggers and that's it. But then the cops just leave. Yeah, you know, after knocking over the tombstones, which are like made of styrofoam and cardboard. Yeah, which. When they discover and a they're hole undersized, in the yeah, they're very small. They're really tiny. I'm yeah. like, these are what? Are, this isn't a pet cemetery. These are human, human graves. And, oh, and then there's also the tomb that Bela Lugosi is buried in, which has yeah. like the most obvious cardboard door I've ever seen. Yeah, and like it's so funny. The tomb is undersized. Yeah, it's very the tomb small, is undersized, and the door is very short. But then, like seven people come out of yeah. this tomb. <laughs> After doing their funeral service, and they all have to duck under this like plastic door, yeah, that's like maybe like a half an inch thick, just like they're like, there's the stone door to the tomb, and then they all just duck as they walk out of this tiny little set piece. I was like, how much money didn't you have to make this movie? Because it's really just like four or five sets on sound stages, and that's the whole movie combined with a very few shots of Bela Lugosi in the daytime that continually get cut in between night scenes. Like the same, the amount of times that they use Bela Lugosi just walking outside yeah. during the daytime, it happens like five fucking times. Yeah. And for, for years, you know, he, Ed Wood had said that he was filming this movie and then Bela Lugosi died. Yeah. But like you said earlier, he had, he had already had the footage. Yeah. So it is much more exploitive. When you think about it like that. Yeah. Because he, he actually had this footage and Bela Lugosi's star power was enough to put a name on the bill. Yeah. So that's why he wrote this script to use the footage. Yeah. But it's ridiculous because there was already a mythos about vampires. So it's it's not like we're just going to say like, what, the Electrode Raid just made a vampire? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, like I had shots of Bela Lugosi in a vampire cow walking around and looking you know, sad, but then also menacing. It's like, so instead of making in a cemetery, and so instead of making a vampire movie, I am going to make a space zombie vampire movie. Because there's there's zombies and vampires. So anyway, the aliens just start running amok in terms of like showing up everywhere, which is kind of what I was getting at, is that they're showing up everywhere. They're seen all over the country. The narrator tells us, and it goes through this montage of seeing different people of, of, of narrating their specific reactions yeah. to seeing these uh, little model spaceships fly around until they get run off by the colonel um, with the war footage. So I'm just, conf- it, it's, it confused me at this point because I was like, no, 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 everyone knows you're here. So yeah. you don't need to resurrect three people in a small town. And then, <laughs> like, so they resurrect three people in a small town. 
And then that doesn't work. So he goes plan. back to his boss, who is 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 wearing a little. He's got like a, a halberd head yeah. on his shirt, which is ridiculous. I'm like, so you have a medieval weapon insignia on your shirt. He looks like a little page boy. Yeah, but he's so disaffected yeah. and like has so much ennui about the whole thing. He's just <laughs> like, like mm, plan nine. Oh, plan nine. Uh, I guess. And and there's a there's a there's a, an occurrence on this meeting where they they bring up. Uh, Inspector Clay is a zombie and yeah. lose control of him for a second, yeah. and he almost kills yeah. the 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 main Eros. Yeah, the one the main alien. He almost kills him, which has is that never comes back no. at any point. They never they never like they're they, never like oh no this will affect the plot later on probably. Right. He's just like oh well, you better get your gun in working order then. That's it, and that's the end of that plot point. And he's like okay, so listen, bro, the. <laughs> The small town where we resurrected three people, um, that's not and letting... been so far unable to kill and resurrect anyone else. Right. We could have been resurrecting people, but we, we got ran off by the colonel. That's why we haven't been able to get our ships down. That hasn't been working. So what we're going to do is take one of the dead people, and we're going to send them to a house, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna kill him... We're going to vaporize him in front of the people in the house. Yeah. And that will convince those, I don't know, four or five <laughs> yeah. people tops Maximum. that we're aliens. Because that will let them know, you know, as a that we have the power. Uh, that we have the power. Oh, even though they won't be able to see us. And they'll just see a, a ghoul. And we will, in a sense, be actively hiding from them. Yeah, we, you know, <laughs> we won't just show up. Because, like, our grassroots marketing plan of, like, <laughs> our faces out there is done in this insanely contrived and covert, covert way. It's great, though. They, 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 send, they send the Bella Lugosi double. Yeah. And he walks up karate chops or kind of like hammer fists this yeah. little cop <laughs> just sort of like just breaks him over and over again well just one quick well pow <laughs> which which also inspector clay gets him with later yeah this one cop that's like the comic relief of the film yeah he's just kind of the butt of every joke but then sort of becomes the main cop later on oh what ha does the does the new inspector the detective well the new inspector has like a little detective uh little detective buddy who he's like at the beginning he the guy says like oh well it looks like this dirt's fallen in instead of exploded oh, out. okay well, yeah and i know he, you're talking about and he's like oh you'll be you'll be out of that uniform before long you're gonna be a detective <laughs> well, it's you can tell that dirt is has been poured fallen down That's right. <laughs> and, but then the other comic relief guy kind of takes over the main cop spot it's hard to t tell them apart because they all look extremely alike they're the same height and they're the same height and hair color yeah they're the same height. Like, <laughs> I didn't know how off-putting that was, but you really learn a lot of, yeah. like, basic things from filmmaking of what not to do from and this film. The serious cop is so disrespectful to the comic relief cop yeah. at one point. Like, the comic relief cop, I forget what exactly he points out, but he points out something that's, like, very obvious to the... Well, actually, no, it's when they're 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 figuring out um, the, uh, the big guy... Uh, Inspector Clay as a zombie has taken Paula Trent, who has taken He's abducted uh, has abducted Jeff Trent's wife, um, and he is like she's fainted. He's holding her in his arms and walking her very slowly towards the spacecraft to to take her so they can you know continue enacting their plans. Yeah, and the comic relief cop is like, okay, well, all right, no, so here's what's gonna happen. I can outrun. 
the 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 I could outrun Inspector Clay even when he was alive. Yeah. So I'm gonna go and get him, and I'm gonna whack him over the head. No, no, that's the uh, that's the smart one. Oh, that's the smart one. And yeah. he said, but he says like something like, "Okay, well then you do that, and I'll distract him." He makes some sort of like point, and he's just the other cop is just like. Well, if you weren't right, I'd tell you you're a fucking moron. I fucking hate you, and you're dumb as shit. But you are right, so let's do that. Yeah. Like it's just the most nonsense. But I'm just like, I thought you guys were friends like five seconds ago, and just he's like, "Well, you dumb piece of shit. Good idea." You well, know. we've let this horror cemetery just kind of sit here, and we just keep ignoring it because days pass in this movie. Like days also, pass. Yeah, and and the the family. The Trents that live right by the cemetery are relatively unconcerned. Yeah, at a certain point, like a long time past, that several murders arrives, happened before the colonel arrives. When before we even really learn about what Plan Nine is, when they get the original three zombies, when during the time they're making all of them zombies, that's like over zombie two vampires. weeks. Zombie vampires, excuse me, that's like over two weeks. Yeah, and then we find out when the colonel is is originally contacted by the top brass. And let in on the fact that UFOs exist. That's like after that has already happened. Mm. And so this is two weeks after the original plan. But somehow on like the East Coast, this top military brass is aware of what's been going on in the cemetery and sends the colonel there yeah. to find out what's going on. So like they are aware that this is happening, but they've just kind of been letting it chill yeah. for a couple weeks. And then they send him in to be a one man force to negotiate i he he come i think he might come in on his own accord uh, but they send him there he's like oh, actually, oh yeah you're like, right, have you ever right, been right. to hollywood yes yeah they, that's right that's right <laughs> he does he does go to to somehow yeah be, get mixed and, <laughs> and muddled up in this but anyway um there's a there's a chase scene before they they're like well none of this is working Let's vaporize one of our ghouls in front of them and that'll convince them then they'll know there's a chase scene of paula trent yeah. Where she gets chased by all three ghouls. Yes. We presume. Because really all it is, is shots of her running and falling, screaming, mm-hmm. and then cut between nighttime shots of her running to bright as fuck daylight shots yeah. of Bella Lugosi wandering around in a different direction. <laughs> Aimlessly. Looking at slowly in a wandering. different direction than her. <laughs> like, the eyelines are not matched at all. So, like, all three of the, the pursuers are just in different See different shots. Yeah, they're never in the same shot with her. It really looks like if you were to look at it from the top down, like she is running in like a straight line towards the road, and they are all just like spiraling out aimlessly, just yeah. kind of like pinging off trees. They could be a state over for all I know. <laughs> by the way, it's shot. It doesn't mean anything. A technical fun thing about this movie is that there is no correct aspect ratio to to watch it in because it was filmed in one and then processed in another. So there is no <laughs> correct way to watch this movie because the guy fucked up so hard even on that very basic of technical is aspect of it um that's it which is just wild as fuck to me that <laughs> he did that uh and then okay so she gets chased around we vamp we we vaporize bella lugosi into like a medical skeleton he, he's not yeah. getting into bone pieces he's clearly just a completely formed fake skeleton yeah um completely clean used for med school students yeah, yeah like and they use that one again later yeah um but they never show Vampira dead. So Vampira Ooh. could 
still be out there. Well, so she, anyway, she's never done, and she all she does is get Bella Lugosi, and then she just straight chills. For yeah, she just chills. She she well, she gets she hovers. She in the gets Bella Lugosi, and she get uh, she got Inspector Clay. Mm-hmm. Um. So m- then the uh, Eros and his um quite lovely redheaded um sex slave because the misogyny <laughs> in this film is rampant with the aliens. Hannah. Yeah, Hannah, who the actress has uh disavowed this film. She yeah. Joanna Lee. She she disavowed ever make she was she's like, I don't I I I didn't make that movie. <laughs> uh, she's like, I'm too good for this. And she did actually she she wrote like uh several T V episodes and things. So uh much more talented than this movie. But they go up and they speak to their very, very uh, feet, a feet um, leader, who's like, "What you must do <laughs> is go and bring some live humans on the ship, and then kill them and turn them." I don't know why he. Must, they have to plan out each individual turning of a ghoul because it seems like a. Upwards of six. <laughs> if we get that's the number that 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 HR is looking for, <laughs> so that we can continue this program. We have three open positions on the ghoul team, and I'm hoping that you'll fill them quite expeditiously. Listen, R and D has <laughs> has said that we need at least six to fully realize Plan Nine. Yes, so that in three hundred years we'll have enough so that many more than one small town will notice. And then they will know immediately that we are superior and they are in danger. And stupid. And stupid. They're in stupid danger. How would we ever know, is my question, that it was aliens that rose the dead? Like, what would be the clue that would get people to jump to that conclusion? It's nonsense. I mean, this movie... I I just want to know. I just have been thinking this whole time that this movie is so hard to talk about because of how little sense it makes. Like, to try and describe the plot of this movie is, even if you went frame by frame, scene by scene... You would sound insane. So, but this is the next point in yeah. this insane pop point is that they they say okay, so they they lure them onto the ship, onto their ship that's been parked in the cemetery. Um, once they get on there, all three men are armed with guns. They have we have the inspector, mm-hmm. the colonel, and um, the pilot Jeff Trent. Jeff Trent, Gregory Walcott, our leading man. Yes, um, they all come in with guns. It, but, before, but before they come in, I just want to make it clear that Eros, uh, Tana pleads to Eros, please don't kill them. Or do we have to kill them? Yeah. And he's like, yes, we got to fucking kill them because they're just on dumbasses. Yeah. And he's then, very arrogant about it. They show up, guns in tow. Yeah. And then his his brilliant ploy is to be like, you don't need your guns. And they say, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, we, we do. do. They then proceed to beat his ass. Well, he says, like, oh, did you think your guns would do anything? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, fuck. (laughs) Their guns do everything. They beat the shit out of him, hold him at gunpoint, get him to tell the entire plan, tell talk about the solar night and what will happen to us. And he spills the entire beads and then, you know, slips in there real quick that women are only good for having sex. Yeah. And it's like he's just like, and also we are very misogynist. 
because she tries to help. Yeah. And he's like, get the fuck away, bitch. I think, <laughs> I think what's really, and he's just like, on my, and he's like, well, you have to understand on my planet, the men are soldiers and the women are just for reproduction. And it's like, I think what's happened is that you guys like somehow benefited from a boon in technology and, but you are actually are all incredibly dumb Yes, and you are like a blight on the universe and yeah. you keep trying to save, like quote unquote, save people, but you're so stupid that you yeah. end up just like either in best case scenario, fucking around and ending up dead or you've, they've like take wiped out like countless civilizations yeah. by these slow moving <laughs> undead vampire zombie yeah. space people plans. And so he tells this whole plan. He, he, he insults. It goes like insult. You're so stupid. Compliment. Your weapons are so advanced. Mm-hmm. You're so stupid. Weapons. So advanced. You're so stupid. Weapons. So advanced. And all the while telling his plot points and then insulting his lovely, uh, co-pilot or, yeah. you know, partner in crime. And, Oh shit. <laughs> My chair just went down, but then they get to it and it's just like, they try to hold Jeff Trent's wife, hostage yeah so all the jetress just does is like well i'm just gonna pistol whip you around <laughs> and then shoot your equipment <laughs> fuck your shit up light your spaceship on fire run out and dip save my wife and they fly off and their spaceship is on fire and then explodes yeah so they they had zero plan to deal with guns <laughs> yeah. or with any like small, violence. Small handguns. By the yeah. way, I have to say. There are pop guns. And when, yeah. when they fire, there's just like a kid's pop gun. <laughs> yeah. When the way that people hold their guns oh. <laughs> is hysterical. It is really movie. funny. Like the original inspector yeah. is like, he's like, just like, <laughs> he's holding it on his shoulder. He's like gesturing at people with it. He's like, we're just <laughs> pointing his gun at anybody that he's talking directly to. He's just like, all right, now you go on over there yeah get on over there and it's just like you point he's like point the gun at you point the gun to where i want you to go point the gun at me point and everybody just holds their gun so like limply but everybody's finger is on the trigger at all times also he's just like yeah get on over there yeah do this jesus it's like oh just the whole time i'll just be like oh my god oh my god put your fucking gun in your holster jesus christ but you know trigger discipline is still something we struggle struggle with in film but that very true. That is the end of the movie because then the aliens um, have been defeated. They're like, oh, damn. <laughs> our plan nine didn't work. So they, they're done. And our narrator, we just go back to our narrator and he just kind of takes us out. Yeah. And yeah. tells us, you know, that was, this is the future. <laughs> what does it mean to play us out? Yeah. What does it mean? What does it mean to play us out? <laughs> to sing a song? But, but yeah. It's nonsense. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. It's only an hour and 18 minutes. I might watch it again. It's hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. I, I actually, I really get the so bad it's good with this one because yeah. it's just, you you can't, like you said, describing the plot, you sound like a crazy person. So yeah. you just got to, you just got to roll with it. Yeah. Just and it's nice to know you're better than someone. <laughs> you know, I think it's what it is. You're like, if you gave me any amount of money. Any amount of money. I could make a better film than playing. You could have put me. At that time period, yeah, like knowing nothing that I know now, in his shoes, and I would have made a better movie than this. Yeah, <laughs> so I put that on gold. So just you know, pop it in, 
enjoy the the rash of continuity errors, like including cuts in the middle of a scene where two people are speaking, just and then it just jump cuts. cuts sometimes when and, no one's speaking. They're just yeah. standing there and just jump cut. In the middle of a conversation, and one person is just standing in a completely different position. Or like the ADR of when uh, 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 Paula Trent falls to the ground, and she's <laughs> very clearly not speaking, and they ADR in like two huge lines like she's just like her standing there eyes open basically looking in the camera with her mouth closed and then you just hear like i'll be fine it's just i just feel you i'm just worried about the others (laughs) or like when the car changes in middle of the car Mm -hmm. chase car changes different Mm car um yeah it's uh it's fun it's fun because it's it's very rel- seldom that you'll ever see a movie this bad that wasn't trying to be bad. Yeah, that's it. Almost never happens, and it's it's really hard to replicate that. Yeah, to have such a genuine, earnest idiot get this far <laughs> in filmmaking, you know? Because I mean, that's you can only make this kind of movie if you are a true idiot, like a true yeah. blue idiot. Yeah, you, you you can't you can't like, you know, tons of people make bad movies all the time. Yeah. And some of them are so bad that they are funny. Yeah. But very, it, it really is it's just incredibly rare to have somebody who get the funding to make a movie that is just pure and utter chaos and nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like, just, it, it, it's, I think to do it, you have to be willing to make a movie, but not willing to try very hard to make the movie. No, but see, I don't think that works. Of, but put a lot of effort into oh, yeah, making yeah. the movie. All right, yeah. You have to believe you have to believe with all your heart that you're making a great movie. Yeah. And that that but you have to also have zero work ethic, zero knowledge, and boundless enthusiasm. Yeah. This is like Because most people they 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 know their movie's bad. And yeah. that comes across. And that's why it doesn't it's not the same. It's yeah. not that it's not the the earnestness. There's not an ounce of shame in this no, movie. No. Know. This guy is never aware that his movie is trash. This is like Dunning-Kruger to its maximum potential. Yeah, that's what you can get. Which yeah. is crazy that Dunning-Kruger can result in such a beautiful thing. Something that's enjoyable. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. Not just somebody that, you know, plays like three notes on their guitar talking about how great of a vocalist and guitarist they are all mm-hmm. the time. Or somebody who like wants to talk to you about like how diminished chords and progressions and, and music theory and then you're just like Oh, you want to play something for me? And then they bust out like smoke on the water. <laughs> you know, hey, can't you play that with one chord? Yeah, well, like a bar chord. Do so you just yeah. you never move your fingers? You yeah. just move your hand up and down. I've actually seen somebody play that on with one string on yeah. a guitar. Yeah, they just went dun, 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 with yeah. one. The guitar only had one string, and they played the song. <laughs> yeah, because it's just yeah. the uh, uh, you know bar chord is basically just three notes. But if you take the bass note from it, that's you just play it on one string. This has been Basic Music Class. What's up? With Tarver and Liam. Liam's not very good at guitar, but he used to play it kind of sometimes. Well, thank you. This <laughs> has been a loosey-goosey, fun little episode of The Cult of Classics, and we hope you enjoyed it. Yes. And if you're confused, don't worry. You're supposed to be. Goodbye.